Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jacob deGrom has told us his dad always had a saying. It's from the movie Remember the Titans. There's a part where they say, leave no doubt. Well, Saturday afternoon, Jacob deGrom channeled his inner Denzel Washington, and he left no doubt. He degrominated it. He is Cy Young worthy. And he is now above 500 after shutting down the homestanding fully Saturday afternoon. Even with a rain delay interrupting his flow, there was Big Jake popping 97-mile-an-hour fastballs, steering in 92-mile-an-hour sliders, and making life miserable for the fighting Gabe Kaplers. We're going to talk about that and the DeGrom candidacy for Cy Young and maybe president. This is the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Mets 3, Phillies 1, thanks to Jacob deGrom. And he had that cool demeanor, almost a bored demeanor. He always looks like he's just standing in a supermarket line or standing in a subway platform waiting on the 7. If there's anything going on in his head, we don't know about it. That is part of the beauty and the brilliance of Jacob deGrom. Josh Lewin with you. We're going to recap it for you here All part of the Daily Mets podcast and this game recap, as always, brought to you by Burke Rehabilitation for over 100 years. Burke Rehabilitation has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Please give them a call at 914-597-2200 or visit burke.org for more info. Let's talk about Jacob deGrom. He came in with a record of 7-7, and we figured he'd have to win almost every remaining game that he will start to match the 13 wins put up by Felix Hernandez in 2010. Those were the the lowest amount of wins ever for a starting pitcher to win a Cy Young Award. Max Scherzer's got the fourth best run support among qualified National League starters. DeGrom's got the fourth worst. And as Devin Mezzarocco says, when you've got a three or four run lead, you can relax a little bit and every pitch doesn't have to be so intense. Well, Jacob DeGrom hasn't had that luxury at all. So to do what he's done, even more impressive. And you know, it's some subtle things, I think, that we need to look at. And it's not just the gaudy numbers. They are amazing, and we'll get to them. But, you know, everybody's buying into this launch angle trend. And Jacob deGrom, to counteract that, I think it's brilliant. He's laid off his sinker in favor of throwing that four-seamer up in the zone and doing it more often. And the result, you think this is a little counterintuitive. He's only allowed eight home runs. He gave up 28 last year. This is the, the stingiest guy giving up homers in all of baseball. And by throwing less pitches down in the zone, he's actually allowing fewer home runs. That just doesn't seem to make sense until you factor in what other hitters are trying to do. And now DeGrom is in this position, especially after a complete game. No one's pitching complete games anymore. That used to be such a big deal. But the Mets uh, in 2014 had one of them. 2015 had one of them. 2016 had one of them. Last year had two of them, one of them by DeGrom. 
He's got three career complete games, two of them in this ballpark in Philly now. And lowering his ERA to 1.71. Nine innings, seven hits, one run unearned. He actually dropped a ball at first base on a little uh, toss from Wilmer Flores. Or uh, check that, a toss from, uh, from Ahmed Rosario. And originally the error given to Rosario, correctly given to DeGrom at the end, but it rendered the one run the Phillies scored as unearned. No walks again. Nine strikeouts. Let's stay on that no walks thing because that's three or fewer now. 43 starts in a row. Nobody else in baseball is close to that right now. Jacob with the nine strikeouts is up over 200 for the year. And again, the ERA down almost under 1.7 now. He's going to end up lapping the field here. He's got three wins in this month of August already. He had two all of May, June, and July combined. And I know three runs isn't a lot of run support, but it certainly beats the zeros and ones and twos he was getting all during May, June, and July. In eight scoreless starts now, or starts where he hasn't given up an earned run, the Mets are only four and four, which is criminal. That's why he really should be a lot better than eight and seven. But he'll take it. And again, when the going got tough, every time he made his pitch, ninth inning, game on the line, and the bullpen just starting to heat up. He had been at 99 pitches through eight innings. The final pitch of the eighth inning, by the way, was his fastest of the game. He struck out Reese Hoskins at 98. But Carlos Santana rolled a single where a shortstop should have been. The Mets were shifting against Santana. I have no idea why they were doing that, but they did, and it cost him. And DeGrom, again, just standing there like he's waiting on a bus. He just one pitch later gets a double play from the cleanup man, Wilson Ramos. Cleanup hitters have done nothing against DeGrom all year. One home run from a cleanup batter all season against DeGrom. He continues to take care of business at the bottom of the order. He has not given up a hit to a pitcher all year. That number nine spot in the order when it is a pitcher, 0 for 36 with 25 strikeouts. There has been one pitcher that has reached base all year, and it was on an error back in May. I mean, again, we were just stacking up these stats like Jenga blocks here. This was a game where he was called on to face his Drupal Cabrera late, and before the game, Cabrera and DeGrom actually posed for a picture together. They were all chummy. It's like a selfie stick was out for Cabrera. That whole fraternization rule completely out the window. City of brotherly love, I suppose. I mean, everybody just wanted their picture taken with his Drupal Cabrera before the game. That drives a purist right up a tree. But once the game started, here's the other thing DeGrom had to navigate. There was a 41-minute rain delay in this bad boy. It came as Jacob was taking his warm-up throws in the bottom of the fourth and, again, just completely shrugged it off. And uh, something that he actually talked to our Wayne Randazzo about after the game. We'll let you listen in to Jacob on a couple things right here. Jacob, to, for you to go to the distance in a game like this with a rain delay, when did you start to feel like you could go all nine today? Um, I actually felt better whenever after the rain delay. Um, I went inside, played some catch. Uh, felt like I was trying to get some mechanics back in line. There in the uh, third inning, I felt like I was flying open a little bit. So went in there and just tried to play some catch and get things back in line. How much motivation is there for you at this point in the season to chase down a Cy Young award? Definitely a lot of motivation. Um, you know, that's the ultimate award you can get as a pitcher, and um, I think anybody who plays this game and as a pitcher would like to win that. Do you get any extra boost facing a team that is in the pennant race right now? Definitely. Um, anytime I go out there, I want to win a baseball game, um, no matter who we're playing. Um, you know, these guys are in our division. That's a good ball club over there. And uh, to go out there and be able to throw the ball that way was definitely uh, definitely a plus and like I said I had a lot of great plays made behind me today as well third career complete game you've had two of them 
in this ballpark. I mean, you, you seem like a guy who might be a throwback in some ways. Do you wish that the, the chains were off in some manner as far as pitch counts? You could do this more often? Um, you know, it, it's about staying healthy. Um, I felt good today, so, you know, they let me go back out there. You know, you don't want to go out there and throw 200 pitches and then miss start. So the main thing is to go out there and take the ball every fifth day. So that I think that's where that comes in. And if you can keep the pitch count down, they'll let you go. All right, Jacob, congrats on the big day. All right, thank you, Wayne. I appreciate Jacob spending some time with Wayne. And again, just this casual confidence of Jacob deGrom. It's in everything he does. Saw him getting on the elevator at the hotel with his wife, Stacy, his two young kids. There's another couple that was trying to get on, struggling with their uh, stroller. And, you know, Jacob just held the door for them, didn't say anything. Just, you know, it's not like he was all gregarious and smiling like Brandon Nimmo. He was simply polite. And it didn't ruin his day. He was actually, you know, in danger of being late for the bus and all. But nothing phases him. You know, if he misses the bus, he'll get a cab. It's no big deal. Austin Jackson uh, was supposed to be the big support for him in terms of uh, getting some thump in that lineup today. He struck out four times, did Austin Jackson. No big deal. Uh, Devin Mezzarocco was the guy that hit the home run. And not the guy you would have banked on necessarily. Number eight batter in the order. But uh, the guy that shares a birth date with DeGrom, the June 19th, 1988 boys, they combine on this one-run game to stifle the Phillies. And uh, Jeff McNeil, we should mention, another strong effort, two more hits. The king of contact, we're calling him. One strikeout in his last 51 at-bats. He had an RBI triple in the seventh inning. Uh, He also had himself a a single in the fourth and went to third on a Jake Arrieta throwing error. That's how the Mets got their first run. Wilmer Flores then with a base hit off the third base bag. He just hit the bag right in the middle and popped up into the air, allowing McNeil to come on in. That's almost all that was needed for Jacob DeGrom because he gave up just the one unearned run in the bottom of the seventh. So if you start to look at the comparisons now. DeGrom and Nola and Scherzer. Those are your three horses in a three-horse horse race for Cy Young. I know the wins still carry weight. I get that. I mean, the narrative is that Cy Young voting changed after the Felix Hernandez thing when he won it with 13 wins in 2010. But the fact is, 11 of the 14 Cy Young winners since then have been the league leader in wins. So there's still a little bit of nuance there that, that you have to get past. Wins still do matter for some reason. I'll continue to say, though, the Cy Young is not an award for most wins. This is not the Art Ross Trophy for the leading scorer in hockey. you got to look deeper inside the numbers. And the fact that DeGrom has had to pitch with minimal run support, with really bad defense behind him at times, these are things that I think you have to look at. And I would think that the Philly writers, here's how it works, by the way. Every city, every National League city, all 15 of them, they get two votes. There are two writers that are selected by the Baseball Writers Association of America. And it's kind of a blind draw. So we don't know who the two New York writers are yet that will get to vote. But whoever the two Philly writers are, that's going to be really interesting. I mean, the votes are now made public. They're the the guys that you'd think would champion the cause for Aaron Nola. He's one of the guys in this three-horse horse race. But Jacob deGrom, in 17 innings against the Phillies this year, has stuck it right up the Phillies' butts. He's allowed zero earned runs. So if you look at the complete body of work, I know this is a Mets podcast. It's not called the Daily's Phillies podcast. But I really think it's got to be Jacob deGrom, especially now that he's over 500. We've talked about before on the podcast how no starting pitcher has ever won the Cy Young Award with a losing record. That, that could have been a big, dark mark. 
But, you know, DeGrom is beating some quality teams here. The Phillies have already passed last year's win total of 66. And here we are still in the middle of August. They've been outstanding at home. They've won 17 out of 22 at home. Again, Jacob DeGrom does the shrug. He just does not care. This is a a tough road trip for the Mets, as you probably know. It's a five-city road trip. Miami, then back to the Bronx. I know that's not a city. That's a borough, but just hang with me here. Then to Baltimore, Philly, and now Williamsport. We'll get to that in a moment. But the Mets are 5-5 and on this very challenging road trip. Jake Arrieta pitched fine. Uh, it's a guy that uh, has won a Cy Young himself before, and this was a scary thing to ponder, the, the battle of the two Jakes here. DeGrom was going to have to be extra specially great, and he was. Even the 41-minute rain delay didn't knock him over. Mickey Calloway, I'm sure, has some things to say about his ace. He's brought to you by Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runarounds. So whether you want to manage your money from your phone or buy your first home, it is RidgewoodBank.com. Great people, great service. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here is Mickey Calloway. Circumstances weren't perfect. DeGrom, again, dominated. What did you see in the way he handled the whole day? I think it's uh, the same stuff we've seen all year, his ability to go out there, get ahead, um, attack them with, with his best stuff. And when uh, the game's on the line or they have somebody in scoring position or even a runner on in a, you know, with a two-run lead, he steps up and makes uh, even better pitches. With the rain delay, did you at all think about not sending him back out there? We knew going into the rain delay it was going to be about 30 minutes, so we were optimistic the whole time that he was going to be able to go back out and, and finish. You do get worried uh, when there's a little bit of a delay, especially you know continuing to send him back out. So we had that in the back of our mind. We, we were checking with him, and he, he seemed like he was in a good spot, um, and, and he got the job done. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know one. You know, I kind of feel like uh, you know the thirty-minute rain delay has to come into play. So we really checked on him. I, I knew his stuff was really good at the end of the eighth. He was obviously you know still throwing ninety-eight. Sometimes that can take it out of you. Uh, when we when we asked him uh, in between innings how he was doing, there was no hesitation. There was nothing at all. You know, I told him to go up there unless you're bunting or trying to drive in a man at third. You don't even swing. I don't even want you running down to first, trying to save every bit of energy possible. It's more physical, I think, at that point. From um, you know, just uh, from what he did tonight, I think he can enter the psyche sometimes when when things are going good. And maybe it's a little later in the game, um, but uh, you know, I think at, at that point where he was at, 34 pitches in, I believe he was. Um, it's more of a, just a physical thing, trying to make sure he stays loose in that 30 minutes before he goes back out. When, okay. Go ahead. When you consider the series, how it's how long it's been, and 
He got kind of a crazy trip up north a little bit to have him go the distance to save for bullpen especially. Yeah, that was big. I think that, uh, you know, the way this road trip has been uh, for us so far, it, it's a grueling one with our travel and everything, and that can really take its toll. This is going to be the toughest trip uh, we've we've had all year. It's kind of like a West Coast trip, which is always difficult, and, and the guys are handling it really well. We're still playing really good baseball, and uh, tonight with Jacob throwing all nine innings, it gives us a nice uh, – Bullpen rest going into tomorrow to try to you know finish off this road trip really well. I mean, you obviously don't have a lot to play for at this point in the season, but I mean, is it fair to summarize this as getting Jacob to go on the Cy Young Award is kind of what you're playing for right now? I think that that's something that, uh, you know, enters our mind. I think what we're playing for is to, to make ourselves better every day. And if we can do that and continue to improve, um, we're going to help Jacob out in his quest. So, you know, I think we, we come to, to the field every day to win, to develop, and to play as hard as we can. And I, I really feel like the guys have, have done a great job at that. I think everybody has improved. Um, you know, you see the great plays by uh, McNeil, see the turn and two. Um, they've done a great job of making some adjustments. Rosie's getting better. Uh, I feel like all of our guys are getting better, and that's, uh, that's our goal. And, and we're, winning, we're winning more games, so it's a plus uh, as well. You mentioned McNeil. Can you talk about the game he had both offensively and defensively? Yeah, he continues to go out there, put great at-bats together. If they throw the ball over the plate, uh, especially early in the count, he puts a good swing on it and, and gets rewarded. And, and he continues to make really good plays. He's got uh, a lot of awareness out there on where to position himself and, and where to cheat, which way, depending on what pitch is coming. And he's getting that extra step, making good diving plays. Plays, um, turning two, so he, he's doing a great job. When we first heard about McNeil, we heard that maybe his glove wasn't the strongest. Has he progressed in the last few weeks? Is there something different, or was maybe just that report wrong? No, I think uh, he, he's uh, probably stepped his game up a bit. I think that his whole game has been elevated. Uh, now, Gary DeSarcina has worked really hard with him on some things that uh, he felt he needed to work on, so he's definitely improved in those areas. But, you know, sometimes you get up here, you get a little adrenaline, and, and he's playing uh, he's playing baseball the way it needs to be played. It's really fun to see. We are. We're going to put uh, Oswalt in the pen uh, for the time being, and we're going to go with five. Was it just the difficulty of trying to, like you mentioned the other day, trying to keep two guys? It was. We, we were trying to map it out so it made some sense and kept, uh, you know, two of those guys on, on regular rest. And, and what it was going to do was, was going to hinder the other guy's ability to go out there and have a, a, a good routine and, and stay effective. So we, we thought at this moment, um, at least this time through, that we need to stick with a five-man rotation. Why, why was Oswald the guy instead of tomorrow? Uh, we, we felt like uh, at this point uh, we want to get some other guys going. We, we know he's going to be an option in the future. We love the way he's pitched. Um, but at this point we felt like Matsy um, needs to get going. We felt Vargas uh, threw a good game. We need to keep him going. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's a very tough decision because we had three guys we felt were deserving to stay in it, and, and Oswalt was kind of the odd man out for now. Um, I'm, I promise, promise you he will make another start at some point. The offense tonight uh, against uh, Arietta, got a couple of runs and a couple take advantage of some errors, and, and, and it's got some more runs late as well. Just talk about the overall approach today. Not a gangbuster, but you had to. Yeah, you have to capitalize when uh, things don't go as smoothly as the other team would like, especially with a guy like Arietta on the mound. And uh, he, you know he's going to go up there and he's going to be competitive. He, he came out the gates, he, he stepped it up. You saw his velo was probably up compared to what it normally was. I'm sure that's because Jacob deGrom was on the other side of, of the field uh, competing against him, and, and he, he did the best he could to keep him in the game, and, and we put uh, 
together some good at bats. We made him grind it out. We got his pitch count up, and that's what you have to do. Okay, I mean, guess when you're making those decisions, I mean, how much is it like knowing what Jake does? Like, you know, tonight you could have pulled him after eight if you wanted. You could do that and stuff. Getting those extra innings out of him. I mean, how much of a balance is that between, I guess, knowing the historic what the guy's going for versus? Yeah, it's it's a big balance, and it's not just you know what he's going for. It's what he's done the last few outings. Has he been rested? Is he going to have extra days? We have to take all that stuff into account. I think that uh, you know we probably pulled him, and he would have liked to keep on, kept on going his last outing tonight. I felt like he deserved it, um, and uh, I felt like it also gave us the best chance to win the game. And and it wasn't going to be uh, something egregious where we we're extending him out too far. You know, if it got to that point, we would have gotten him out of there and 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 relied on somebody else that we trust. With that in mind, what kind of statement does this make as you look at the Cy Young race? It's a big one. I think that uh, Jacob has uh, continued to, to prove why um, he's probably the, the front runner at this point. I mean, are you guys at the point now where, like you said, you mentioned with the rest and stuff, where it's got you know, the innings tally up that you have to think about, like, okay, you might need an extra day here or there, or is it not yet at that point? No, I mean, I think we're, we're at that point. Um, you know, there's going to be so many starts left. I think that we'll be very cautious and, and aware of what's going on. The good part is Jacob put him himself in a position last year where he can go out to 215, 220 innings and it, and it not be something that's uh, you know going to take its toll because he did go two in, 200 innings last year. So he's in a really good spot. Even if he throws seven innings a game for the next uh, eight, nine starts, um, he's going to be in a, in a safe spot that uh, we feel comfortable with. All right, that's the skipper, and obviously very pleased with his starting pitcher. Last five starts for Jacob deGrom. It is four walks and 48 strikeouts. First complete game of the year for the Mets, only the 10th in the National League this entire year. Now, we talked about the complete game being a dying art, but the Jake and his 1.71 ERA can relax for a few days now. His next start scheduled on the upcoming homestand against the Giants. And with his luck, he'll draw Madison Bumgarner. But let's now look at what's brewing for today. Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year. Returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world. Whatever your pleasure, they've got it. Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. I know this is quite a jump here. Quite a jump backwards. But we go from DeGrom and his 1.71 ERA to Jason Vargas and his 8.10 ERA. Normally, the, the really hot act goes second. If you've got somebody that you, you might feel like booing off the stage, that's usually first. And then the really big act goes second. This is flip-flopped. It's going to be Vargas, who now needs 192 scoreless innings in a row if he were to catch DeGrom for ERA right now. Nick Pavetta goes for Philly, 7-9, 4.37. Sorry, Williamsport. That, that's what you get. I mean, sometimes you, you just draw that straw. Bowman Field, this is where this game is going to be played tonight. It is a 7 o'clock start on ESPN. Uh, this is a, a really cool venue, and this is not the Little League Stadium. This is not L- Lamedy Stadium. Uh, this is an actual stadium where the Williamsport Crosscutters play ball. That's the single-A affiliate of the Phillies. And this stadium's actually been open since 1926. They've had lights in it since 1932. And it's a really interesting stadium. They've gotten some hand-me-downs from other ballparks, grandstand seats from old Briggs Stadium in Detroit installed way back in the 40s. The field lights originally were from the Polo Grounds installed in 64. The scoreboard originally was from Buffalo's War Memorial Stadium. All of those now have since gone away. They've upgraded with a $4 million renovation. But they've had close to 600 players pass through Williamsport playing pro ball 
that have gone on to the major leagues. They are rightfully very proud of that. Jim Bunning, Bill Mazeroski, Jim Rice, Nolan Ryan. And yes, he was in the Mets organization. The Mets used to have their AA affiliate in Williamsport in the 1960s. More recently, Jose Bautista was a Williamsport cross-cutter. In fact, was part of a championship team for them in 2001. But when the Mets were rolling in there in the Eastern League in the 60s, Nolan Ryan, Duffy Dyer, Ron Swoboda, uh, Gary Gentry, Rod Gasper, John Matlack, Bill Verdon managed the team in 1966. There's a lot of cool history there, and we're looking forward to exploring that. Obviously, we're also looking forward to hanging out with the Little Leaguers, and I think that everybody from Todd Frazier to Michael Conforto and even those that don't really have a tie to Williamsport, they just want to go and be 12 again for a little while. And if you don't know the story, uh, Frazier's the obvious one. I mean, he was a big hero for Tom's River 20 years ago, yada, yada, hit a leadoff home run. Got to run out at shortstop with Derek Jeter later when the Yankees welcomed the team. They blew off the Mets, by the way, to Tom's River. They were invited and did not go. But Michael Conforto, back when uh, when he was a fresh face in the big leagues and the Mets were making their way into the National League pennant conversation in 2015, you'd hear this trivia question sometimes, that it was Conforto, Ed Vosberg, and Jason Veritek, the only players to appear in the Little League World Series, the College World Series, and the actual World Series. This was 14 years ago for Conforto. Redmond, Washington is where he was representing. And he was actually 11 at the time, not 12. He was the only 11-year-old on the team. So he says he's not really close with with pretty much any of those guys going forward. Only one of his Redmond teammates played ball past high school anyway. So uh, for Conforto, this will be a neat thing to be able to get back. For Frazier, obviously a big thing to get back. But I think for everybody else, just a chance to go and see what it's all about. Uh, that will be a lot of fun as the Mets will we'll do that in Williamsport today and we'll have a full report for you on the podcast tomorrow. Again, it's not exactly a marquee matchup, but it is what it is. It is Vargas against Pavetta. That's the podcast for today. Again, the Mets behind DeGrom beat the Phillies 3-1. to one. They got a chance to take the whole dang series now, too, if they can win the game tonight in Williamsport. This is a five-game series, and this is the biggie because right now it's Mets two games and the Phillies two games. It all comes down to Bowman Field in Williamsport, PA. Thanks for tuning in. Josh Lewin, be safe, be well, be good to each other. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.